This is AgriPulse Drive Time brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation, the voice of agriculture. Learn more at fb.org. Good Thursday afternoon. I'm Spencer Chase. The Department of Agriculture plans to distribute $750 million in disaster mitigation funds for livestock producers. The money will come from the Farm Service Agency's Livestock Forage Disaster Program. USDA Farm Production and Conservation Undersecretary Robert Bonney says the department plans to use existing application info in the first wave of payments. This will be the first tranche. We'll come back with a, with a second uh, wave to, to kind of fill those gaps. And we expect probably more than half the dollars goes out for livestock in phase one. He says USDA plans to take a little time to learn what else it needs to address in the second tranche of funding. There may be some producers that aren't enrolled in these programs or haven't been participating, so that that's one gap. There may be, there may be some other things that just by the nature of the programs we miss, right? So in in phase two, we'll take a little bit more time to um, to kind of figure out what 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 those gaps are and and. Producers, we'll hear back from producers after phase one, and that'll give, that'll give us a better sense as well. The Biden administration also made some news today with a joint USDA and Department of Justice announcement of a new portal to report anti-competitive practices in the livestock and poultry sectors. The two departments today launched FarmerFairness.gov. Attorney General Merrick Garland calls the portal a one-stop shop to report potential violations of competition laws and says it will allow USDA and DOJ to collaborate early to ensure economic opportunity and fairness for all. Ag Secretary Tom Vilsack says he wants to see producers who are aware of potential violations quickly report their concerns so appropriate action can be taken. The U.S. and the United Kingdom have paused their discussions on a new trade deal, but officials in both countries want those talks to pick back up. U.K. Ambassador Dame Karen Pierce was in attendance at the Cattle Industry Convention in Houston this week, where she said the process will be important to discover common ground. We know you're tough negotiators. We think we're, we think we're quite tough uh, as well. Um, it's not exactly give and take, but there will be things that American producers want. There'll be things British producers want. And we somehow have to navigate through that. Now, I have been very encouraged when meeting the NCBA in D.C. that we can find a way through all of that uh, and get to a deal that will give everybody a good chunk of what they want. No one's going to get 100 percent, but we do believe we can find a way through. While she understands American negotiators will be seeking concessions from the UK, she says her side of the table will bring a wish list as well. I would just say to USTR, beware. Um, you know, we practice negotiating as well. I think fundamentally there are some things we both want, small and medium-sized enterprises, digital trade, and then there are things where we want to make progress like agriculture, but we might want to make it in slightly different areas. In theory, we ought to be able to bring that together to get a good deal uh, for everybody. But, you know, there will be problems ahead. There always are over agriculture. Kent Backus handles trade issues for the National Cattlemen's Beef Association. He says American producers would have a lot to gain from a better U.K. partnership. You know, agriculture is going to be one of the most difficult things to negotiate. And I think it's that way in every agreement uh, with the U.K. It's a very sensitive market. I think there are a lot of folks that are probably out there shaking their heads saying, what are you doing? Like, you know. You, know, you don't stand a chance or like, why are you even bothering? You know, the funny thing is people told us the same thing about Korea, told us the same thing about Japan, told us don't even bother with China. And now those are our top three markets. He says the organization would want to see science-based trade and American production practices recognized in any potential trade deal. 
Finally today, NCBA's Board of Directors approved policy opposing cash trade mandates this afternoon following Wednesday's decisive vote in the group's subcommittee on the subject. The move ratifies NCBA as the second farm group in the last three weeks to come out against the key part of a bill being pushed by Republican Senators Deb Fisher of Nebraska and Chuck Grassley of Iowa. There's more on their stance in our coverage on agripulse.com. Now, here's a word from our sponsor. Today's AgriPulse Drive Time is brought to you by the American Farm Bureau Federation. Whether it's food for your family, cotton for your shirts, or biofuel for your car, America's farmers and ranchers provide it all and more. Support them by joining your local Farm Bureau. Learn more at fb.org join. That's all for today's Drive Time. For more agriculture, trade, environment, and regulatory news, visit agripulse.com. Reporting from the Cattle Industry Convention in Houston, Spencer Chase, AgriPulse.